0: Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University and the Irresistible You Framework. I'm a confidence coach that empowers women to love themselves by breaking down body image issues so they can lose the emotional weight and gain the confidence to look and feel irresistible at any size. All right, guys, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm going to be talking to you about a phrase, and this is a phrase that is commonly used in business, and it actually comes from a really good business book that was written by Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, and it goes like this. The phrase or the quote is, what got you here won't get you there. Let me say that again so you can really hear what I'm saying what got you here won't get you there. Now, what does this mean? Let's break this down. So when we're talking about business, um, this is talking about the skills and the talents and all the things that you've done up into this point that got you to where you are either in your business or in your career are not enough to take you to the next level. So if you're in a business and you're looking to up level and scale, and take yourself up to a new level, be it a new level in leadership or a new level in um, income and revenue, you're going to have to adapt a brand new toolbox, if you will, of different tools, of different mindsets, and of different skills. Because anytime we're up leveling in business and our life, we're not going to get there just with what we've done so far. And so, as I often do, um, I, I tend to see parallels all the time between growing a business and the weight loss journey, right? And that's why you know, I've, I've heard this quote a million times before, and I've really been thinking about it lately and how it applies to the weight loss journey and building confidence in yourself and, you know, working on your body image. And I'm like, this totally applies to everything that we talk about here. So <clears throat> I wanted to give a couple um, minutes here on the podcast just to talk through that because I really think that this is something we all need to think about. And I'm going to take kind of a little bit of a different spin on that quote as it relates to the journey here because it's going to be it's going to be a little bit different when we're talking about business the skills the talents and the mindset that got us to the level that we're at right now it doesn't mean those things are bad necessarily right it just means that let's say let's just go back to the business analogy like if you right now are in a manager role right and you want to up level into a director role or a VP role the mindsets that you're going to have to adopt to get to each one of those levels and to stay in those levels is not the same as being a frontline employee or being a supervisor, even a manager level, right? And so it doesn't mean that those skills were bad. It just means we need to add to your toolbox and enhance those skills. But I want to take a different spin on the weight loss side of things because I'm talking about what got you here. Like, let's break this down. What got you here, meaning what got you here feeling like shit about yourself, what got you here being overweight, what got you here hating the skin and the body that you're in? That is and those things that got you here with the with those feelings about yourself are not the same things that are going to get you there meaning get you to a place where you can lose the weight get you to a place where you could feel good in your skin get you to a place where you could feel confident being in your own body right and so what happens and this is this is the big <laughs> the big issue out here with the whole diet industry and the diet culture that I talk about all the time is Everyone believes, has been made to believe that what got you here is what's going to get you there, meaning the same old way of dieting, the same old way of looking at food, the same old way of looking at exercise, that those beliefs are going to get you there and and get you where you want to be when that's actually so far from the truth. And so I want to break that down for you because in order for you to break the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle once and for all, you're going to have to adopt a new way of thinking. You're going to have to adopt new skills. You're going to have to adopt just a brand new way of looking at this that you've never ever done before. And if you're anything like I was back in the day, my way of doing things was always, I'll just put my head down. I'm gonna say no to everything for the next six months, you know, going out and seeing people and I'm just gonna get this weight off and I'm gonna stay buckled down and I'm gonna isolate myself and I'm gonna stay in the house and I'm just gonna work out. I'm gonna go hard at the gym. I'm gonna go hard on my food plan. I'm gonna restrict this and I'm gonna restrict that and then I'm just gonna lose my weight. And then as soon as all that like hard stuff is done, I'm going to lift my head back up. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to start living my life happy and confident. Let me get an amen if you relate to what I'm saying right now, right? Like that was my mindset and I would take that mindset over and over and over again and try the new shiny object diet of the week, of the year, of the month, and then get frustrated when it didn't work out and feel like I was a failure Because I couldn't lose the weight, because I was putting myself inside of this box that was super restrictive, thinking that if it was just a new shiny object diet, if it was the keto of the year or the low carb of the year, whatever the the it fad diet was at the time, if I could just do that, well, then I'm going to have different results. And that's what's going to set you up to fail because... Every new shiny object diet that you see is really just the same thing packaged up a little bit differently. And the mentality that I had never changed. My mindset always stayed the same. My mindset was always I just have to buckle down and do this and I'll just be able to get it done if I could just buckle down and like tune everything else out in the world. And I had that mindset that I could just do it. And when it was over, then I could go back to my normal life, right? So I'm hoping this like makes sense and I'm kind of setting it up so that you understand where I'm coming from with this. And so what I want to do now is I want to dive into a couple, five, at least five different mindsets that you have that got you here. If you're listening to this and you're overweight and you're miserable and you're not comfortable in the in the skin that you're in, you're not comfortable in your body, you feel like a prisoner in your own body, you feel like a, um, you almost feel like you're a foreigner in your own body because you're like, I just don't want to be here. This is gross. I don't want to be in this skin. I can't believe this is me. I need you to listen and I need you to hear this because this is for you. This is so for you. So number one, one of the mindsets that got you here that's not going to get you there, meaning get you to feeling irresistible, hating yourself. And up until now, you've probably been going through the weight loss journey, doing everything I just talked about, like, I'll just put my head down. I just got to get the weight off and then I'll be better. And you're doing it from a place of hating yourself. You're doing it from a place of making this about a miserable experience. And you have this mindset that in order to lose weight, you have to go through this ridiculous, hard, you know, deprivation diet, have all these restrictions, go to the gym five days a week for 90 minutes at a time, only eat greens, not be able to eat carbs. And you've put up these ridiculous restrictions, these ridiculous um, just like parameters around what it means to lose weight. And you're doing that from a place of self hate, right? You're doing it from a place of, I can't stand this body. It's so disgusting. I hate myself. It's gross. How did I get here? I can't believe I look like this. I just got to get the weight off. And I'm going to do it at whatever cost, even if it hurts, even if it's miserable, because I deserve that right? That's what you tell yourself. I deserve to feel miserable. I deserve to feel deprived. I deserve to want to cry and throw up at the gym because I did this to myself. I overate myself to this size. And so approaching weight loss from a place of hating yourself is only going to set you up to fail because what's going to happen when you get to your goal? What's going to happen when you reach your goal weight? What's going to happen is, like I say this all the time, when the shiny car, when the, the shiny, uh, the new car smell goes away, you're still stuck with the woman that hates herself. But now you're a size eight. Right? What you have to change through the process, you can't wait until you get to your goal weight to then start working on self-love and self-respect. It's part of your journey now, right? And so when you when you think about what got you here, what got you here today is hating yourself, feeling miserable about yourself, hating your situation, hating your body, and if you keep that type of thinking and that type of mindset, it's not going to get you there. It's not going to get you to a place where you feel and look irresistible in your own skin, right? So the mindset shift that you start ha- you have to take is, I have to stop approaching weight loss from a place of hating myself. And I've got to start learning how to approach weight loss from a place of self-love and self-respect, And none of that means, even if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know how I could love myself, I I hate these fat rolls, I hate these fat legs, I cannot stand the way I look, I don't like my arms, how am I ever going to love this body unless I get the weight off? I get it, I get it. Like I totally understand that and it's a really hard thing to like imagine that you would be able to do, but it's possible. But I also want you to know, you don't have to love Like have this love affair with every piece of your body, right? But you've got to get to a place where you at least are accepting, this is where I'm at. I don't love it, but this is where I'm at and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do what I have to do and I'm going to do things that make me feel good in the process. Instead of focusing so much on I can't stand this fat roll. I can't stand this gut. I can't stand these arms. I can't stand these bat wings. Whatever that thing is that you're like harping on, what is that doing for you? Tell me, please, what so far has hating the shit out of yourself done for you? If you're still on the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle, obviously it's not working for you. If you've had weight loss surgery or if you've gotten to goal weight and you still can't stand what you see in the mirror, what the fuck has hating yourself done for you? Y'all I'm fired up. <laughs> What's new? Um, that's not doing anything for you. So you've got to make this mindset shift of learning how to love and respect yourself through the journey because I promise you it's going to be different. It's going to be a different experience. So that's number one. Number one is we've got to stop hating ourselves and start showing ourselves some love and respect on the journey, not just when we get to the destination or the finish line. Because guess what? Newsflash, there is no final destination, right? And that's a bonus because I didn't, this wasn't in my outline. So I'm going I'm to throw y'all a bonus real quick, okay? Newsflash, this is another line of thinking, There is no final destination in the weight loss journey. And that is something that I got wrong for so many years, right? I, for so many years, thought it's the same thing. Buckle down, put my head down, get the weight off, and boom, then I'm going to work on being happy. Boom, then I'm going to work on wearing that cute outfit. Boom, then I'm going to work on asking people for what I want. No, it's the other way around. And so the thing is, even if you get to your goal weight and even if you've done all the work that I teach through my program with Irresistible You, even if you do all of that, you're still not done because it's a constant cycle that we have to keep working at, right? right, Because these things are still going to pop up for us. We're still going to have those moments of doubt. We're still going to have those moments where all of a sudden we want to throw our face in the food again. It happens. And if you don't have the tools and the coping skills to deal with that, you're never going to break the cycle. And so getting out of the mindset that this has a final destination and when I get to my final destination, if I fit in those size eight jeans, oh my God, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the shit and I'm going to never, ever, 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 ever going to have to worry about doing any of this again. Wrong. Right? Right? So that's just a bonus because I was on a tangent right there. So uh, let's move on. (laughs) How many of you, how many of you, how many times through your weight journey of the gaining, losing, gaining, losing, gaining, losing, whatever that journey looked like for you, how many times have you told yourself, I'm going to start over on Monday, like let's say today's Thursday oh my God, I went off the rails, I overate at the cookout, at my, like, at the company picnic, and now I'm off the rails, and what am I going to, like, I'm done with this, I'll just start over on Monday, because it's the weekend, and then, you know, I got this party to go to, and there's a birthday, and then, how many times do we do that, right? We tell ourselves, well, I already blew it, so I might as well pop the other three tires off the car and, you know. Let's just let's go to town at the buffet. Let's go binge. Let's go eat all the last suppers. And you spend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday hitting up the drive-thrus, hitting up your favorite food spots, like devouring all the food in your house because you've told yourself, as of Monday, I'm going to be this perfect little dieter girl and nothing's going to throw me off my path this time. Because this time I've got the new shiny diet object that I'm going to work with. And so nothing's going to throw me off my path. So let me get it all out of my system today, tomorrow, and the next day. That is what is called all or nothing thinking. All or nothing thinking is like the crown of every dieter out here. Every person that has struggled with weight, that has struggled with the yo-yo diet cycle, has an issue around the mindset of all or nothing thinking. And all or nothing thinking is, well, I eat really good for breakfast. I eat really good for lunch. And then my coworkers want to go out to eat after work. And so then I blow it and I had two drinks and I ordered the pasta and I had. And then you tell yourself that you're like this big fuck up. You're this big failure. You're this big loser who can never lose the weight. Am I right? Right. I've, I, like, I'm saying this because I've done it 500,000 times. And the all or nothing thinking is not going to get you in a place where you can lose the weight. You can keep the weight off. You can love yourself. You can love your body. It's not going to get you there. Because so long as you're practicing all or nothing thinking, nothing that you do will ever be good enough. Nothing that you ever do will be perfect enough for you because this is also a perfectionist thing. And let me tell you right now, to be a perfectionist is not a positive trait. To be a perfectionist means you never get much accomplished or you never get to your final destination of your plans because you're too worried and you may not even get started on things because you're too worried that you can't do it perfectly. That's all or nothing thinking. And so we've got to squash the all or nothing thinking and be okay with making mistakes. We have to learn how to be okay eating in the real world because eating in the real world is not um, I have to restrict sugar and carbs and fruit and this and that and this and that. How in the hell is that real life? Right? So that's the problem is so many of the diets, <coughs> keto, low carb, all those kinds of things are restricting you from certain types of food so that if you go off the rails and you eat, I don't know, a cup of fruit, you're now considered quote-unquote, bad, right? You've been bad on your diet, so now you got to throw it all out the window and start over again. That has to stop. And the all-or-nothing thinking, it also spills over into our confidence and how we see our bodies with our body image. Because we look at ourselves and think, I can't, like, I can't accept a compliment because I still have 30 pounds to lose. So unless I get to my goal weight, I'm not worthy of compliments from other people. It's all or nothing thinking. Why not? Why not? Right? So all or nothing thinking is dangerous. It will keep you stuck. And it will not take you to a higher level. It will not take you to the higher level of becoming irresistible you. You have to let it go. Okay? So number three is... This is another mindset slash behavior that has gotten you where you are sitting right here today, and that is you're not acknowledging or honoring your emotions. Let me say it again. You are not acknowledging or honoring your emotions. So what does that mean? If this is you, this means that you're probably using food as a coping skill to push down the feelings, to push down the things that you don't want to deal with, right? This is binge eating. This is emotional eating. And when we are binge eaters or emotional eaters, we feel like we're buzzing, our nerves are buzzing and popping out of our skin unless we can get something to eat and get it right now. How many times have you had that where you're like, I'm going to freaking, I'm going to like slap somebody if I don't get a cupcake right now. And you've done humiliating things in order to get the food. I'm going to tell you all right now, I dug in a trash can and ate M&M's. This was like years ago at my old office. And I was like, well, it's not like an actual trash can. It's just printing paper that goes in the trash. And they were like on the top. That's what I told myself. My ass dug in the trash can to get out a bag of peanut M&Ms. Yes. So that feeling of like, I just have to have it now. And if I don't get it now, like I'm going to hurt somebody. Or like you're going to like do anything to get the food. I was about leaving the house at three o'clock in the morning to go hit up a drive through just manipulating people to get what you want to get the food. We're like, we're like drug addicts, but we, but it's food. It, the, the, men, the mentality is exactly the same, right? And that feeling of needing it now, just having to get it in my system It is connected to the fact that you don't want to acknowledge what's really going on in your life. You don't want to acknowledge and deal with the hard stuff. You don't want to acknowledge and deal with the emotions because maybe you don't even know how to deal with them. You know what I mean? So not acknowledging your emotions is what got you overweight. That's what got you binge eating and emotionally eating. And so one of the things that, I practice and I teach my students and Irresistible you this all the time, so they, they probably get sick of me saying it, is I'm always asking my students to write this stuff down. It's like doing a, um, I call it a brain dump. It's just getting everything out of your mind so that you can clear the clutter and you can get clarity and you can actually start hearing and listening to yourself. Instead of just, you've got all this like buzz and chatter, like swarming through your mind. And so you just eat and eat and eat and eat to like keep piling on top of it. And then you're not dealing with what's really going on. Right? And so it's not easy. I'm telling you right now, like when I first started doing that work many years ago of like, I want food and I want it now. And I was like, nope, I'm going to sit through this. My nerves felt like they were buzzing and popping out of my skin. I felt like I was coming out of my skin. I wanted to just die. It was horrible. And you've got to sit in that. You, Oh my God, please, you have to sit in that for a while. Because the only way to get over this, the only way to get through it is to sit in it and be uncomfortable. And I know I've used this analogy so many times on other episodes, and if, you're, if you work with me in the program, you've heard me say this, I want you to think about where you are right now, feeling miserable using food to stuff everything down, and then having the guilt and the shame that comes from the binge, and then feeling actually feeling physically ill from eating all the food, and then not wanting to go out in public because you've, you are bloated, and you've gained weight, and you don't like how you look, and you just feel awful, and it's uncomfortable, right? You are carrying around, I'm about, you. Know, imagine like you're laying, you're like laying on the couch with a wet blanket, And wearing a wet blanket is not comfortable. It's heavy. It's wet. And because of that, it's cold, right? But if you lay there long enough, if you just lay there long enough with your wet blanket and you don't move, you don't even move a finger, but you just lay there, you start to get acclimated. You start to get used to it. And you're like, oh, well, this isn't so bad. If I just stay where I'm at and I don't do anything, I'm going to be okay. And it's the same thing with binge eating. It's the same thing with hating our bodies. We've gotten so used to being in the misery of it that we're terrified to take a step out. And so when you're laying under the wet blanket, going back to that, uh, that um, just want you to picture that in your mind. Like if we go back to the wet blanket when you rip that thing off of you, you rip that bad boy off of you, it's going to be cold. It's going to be really, really cold because the wind is about to hit your skin. You're going to feel cold. You're going to get the goosebumps. You're going to have chills. You're going to feel miserable, but, but the amount of time that you're going to feel cold and miserable is like a blip on the screen. It's not going to last. But in order to get dry, in order to find a nice, warm, comfy blanket, you got to get up. You got to take the wet blanket off and you have to get up and do something about it. And when you get up and finally do something about it, no, it's not sunshine and rainbows the whole time. You're going to have to sit in the discomfort. And let me just pose this question to you. Would you rather... Spend the rest of your life feeling the way you feel right now, fat, miserable, bloated, lonely, unaccomplished, not going after what you want, playing small, whatever the weight and the body image has done to you. However, that's manifesting in other areas of your life, because believe me, it is this isn't just a, a vanity physical issue. Do you want to spend the rest of your life feeling like that, wearing the wet blanket? Or do you want to spend this little snippet of time to get uncomfortable for a second so that you can then spend the rest of your life feeling like the most fabulous, irresistible woman in the world? I want you to think about that. Okay, so number three again was you're not acknowledging your emotions and you're using food to push them down. And so in order to get there, to get to the next level, to get to feeling irresistible you, you are going to need to learn how to stop using food as the band-aid. You're going to need to get uncomfortable like feeling the feelings, acknowledging what's really going on because weight And being overweight is always a symptom of something else. It's not the actual issue. There's something else under all of it. Um, So that's number three. Um, Number four in terms of mindsets that are not going to get you there is isolating yourself. Raise your hand. Like, Like, are you isolating yourself right now because of your size, because of your weight? And what I mean by isolating is that you know, you sit in the house all the time. It's a beautiful day outside and you'd rather be on the couch, Netflix and chilling and you're binge watching all the things. You know, that's cool once in a while. Like we all need that binge watch day. We all need to just veg out once in a while. But if this is becoming like your hobby, if this is becoming the only thing that's bringing you any kind of joy, we got to have a conversation because that is not a way to live. If you are isolating yourself from friends, from family, you're turning down invitations, you're not going out there and being social and meeting people and talking and you know doing things that you enjoy. It doesn't even have to be a social experience, but like doing the things that you love. Do you love to cook? Do you love to go boating? Do you love to go bowling? Do you love dancing? If you're not doing the things that you actually love, you're isolating yourself. You know, and this is hiding. It's, it's again, putting, putting your head down. I'm going to just stay in the house. I'm going to turn everybody down for the next six months. I'm going to get this weight off, and then I'll go out and hang out with people. Right? So isolating yourself got you to this point, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with binge eating. One thing feeds another. Continuing to isolate yourself and keep your head down and stay home until the weight comes off, is not going to get you there. It doesn't work that way. And so getting out of your house, getting out and doing things, it has a lot of advantages. Number one, it's good for your soul. Number two, let's say you get out and you start walking every day. You're burning calories. And something about being outdoors is absolutely therapeutic. I teach people to do this all the time. Um. Getting out and doing things outdoors and being out around people also builds confidence. You're never going to build an ounce of confidence Netflixing and chilling inside your house with your big baggy pajamas. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So if you're sitting on the couch right now with your big baggy pajamas Netflixing and chilling listening to the podcast, That. And, and like hoping and wishing you could be the person you know you're capable of being, that's not enough. You've got to take the action to get there, right? So there's so many benefits to getting out and to stop isolating yourself. And so in order to get to the next level, that is another mindset, another behavior you've got to squash. So number five is, um, this is another mindset that gets us in a really bad place and it's not going to take us there to the next place, that is playing small and being afraid to take up space. All right, what does this mean? Now, I said it a little bit earlier in the podcast that when we are binge eaters, when we are uncomfortable in our bodies and overweight and miserable, that is not just a vanity physical issue. And that's another thing the diet industry gets wrong is they always just approach it from eat less, move more and just get the weight off. Okay, no shit, Sherlock, like obviously. But there's this whole other layer to it, right? When you feel like shit in your own body. When you are overweight and miserable. It will manifest in other areas of your life. So what am I talking about? You're going to play small because you don't wanna take up space. You don't want anybody to see how big you are, right? Been there, done that, like been there, done that girl. Like this was me and I know it's you. So playing small means, let me, I'm gonna use an example personally because I think it's just easier sometimes for me to tell you my own experience. I used to have this, it's like this internal dialogue with myself, right? I used to think, man, I'm, I know I could be so much more like, like I know I'm capable of so much more. And like, I know I need to walk in that room and own it. Like I could be doing this. Why are they doing it? But then I would show up quiet and meek and small, right? And I wasn't showing up as me, as me who will like walk in a room and not be afraid of people and be confident and talk to people and like be okay with taking up space. So we do this mentally with how we um how we kind of own or don't own the room, right? We stay small, our voices stay lower, we kind of like and then we have body language. That reflects that. Our shoulders are kind of, you know, scrunched over. We're not standing up as tall. We're not just like owning the shit out of who we are. We're not doing it, right? That's playing small. And you do these little things with body language. How about this example? On the airplane. Trying to squish yourself so tightly against the window because, God forbid, your leg or your big old hip bone touches the person the like business guy in the seat next to you. How many times have we done that? So you're uncomfortable and you're miserable the entire time. Like girl, take up some fucking space. Don't be afraid of that because continuing to play small, continuing to be afraid to take up the space that you are entitled to in this world is not going to get you where you want to be. It's not going to up level you to becoming irresistible. And so we have to stop being afraid for people to see us. And the reason we play small, whether it's with our actual body language or whether it's with our like mindset of talking really low and just not, not giving everything all we got, is we think somehow we're going to compensate for our larger size by being a smaller personality, by being more, more, more um, low-toned and, and mild. Like I'm loud, my laugh is ridiculously loud and obnoxious, and I'm no longer gonna sit here and stifle myself and play small because I might fucking offend somebody else, and I'm gonna use the the f word. Because sometimes I need to use that to express myself and I'm not going to sit here and apologize to anyone that it offends because that is who I am. And how many times have you stood in a line or like stood in a room and you like kind of like twist your body in all these like freaking different ways because you don't want anybody to bump into you because you think like you're taking up too much room. We got to stop that shit. We got to stop it now. Because you are entitled to take up space in this world and not apologize for any of it. You don't owe anybody an apology for that. Right? And here's another news flash being meek and mild and playing small in the world is not compensating for your size or your weight. And I'm not saying that to be mean, but everyone can see what you look like. And so when you play into being small and and trying not to take up space, you're just projecting yourself as this super insecure woman who is worried about her weight because that's how it comes off. Tucking, you know, like like tucking your shirt, picking and pulling and picking and pulling and hunching yourself over so no one sees the fat rolls when you sit down. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like you can get used to these fat rolls all day long, honey, because they're not going anywhere. And if you have a problem with it, I don't care. That's how I am now. I was not like that for so many years of my life, Right? So we got to stop playing small and we have to stop being scared to take up space if we want to up level our life. And I shared this on Instagram the other day, but I'm going to share it here as well because it's, it's really applicable is that I know that I'm too much for some people. I'm too extra for some people. And I don't care. And I'm not going to stop being extra for the people that think I'm too much. And there's people that think I'm not enough. And I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not for the people that think I'm not enough. Screw those people. I'm not here to please those people. And I want you to have that same Like, I don't give a shit attitude about people like that, right? They're not paying my bills. I don't need their validation. I don't need anything from people like that. So if you're extra, I want you to be like 10x extra. Like, just be who you are and stop apologizing for it. We just have to be ourselves. I could rant on this all day. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) So let's just recap Because this is getting kind of long We're talking about The mindsets that got you here Will not get you there So the mindsets that got you To being overweight To feeling fat and miserable To not being comfortable in your own skin Are not going to get you to the next level In your life Where you can look and feel irresistible So I'm going to talk about Let's recap what those five things are Number one Hating yourself through weight loss is not going to get you there. It's not going to get you to lose the weight. You've got to come at it from a place of self love and self respect. Using all or nothing thinking is not going to get you there. It's not going to get you to lose the weight. It's not going to get you to love yourself. It's not going to get you to feel confident. Because all or nothing thinking is. The underlying problem with that means we have to be perfect and you're not perfect and I'm not perfect and we're never going to be. And that should never, ever, 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 ever be your goal. Number three, not acknowledging and honoring your emotions got you here. And if you want to stop using food as a drug, if you want to get the weight off, if you want to keep the weight off and if you want to actually feel good in your own skin, you have to start acknowledging those emotions and dealing with them. Number four is we have to stop isolating ourselves. We have to stop hiding away from the world because we don't want anyone to see what we look like. And the only way to do that is to just do it and get started. Number five is we have to stop playing small and we have to stop being afraid to take up space. If you have big goals, and I'm not just talking weight, if you have big career goals, big life goals, whatever those goals are for you, if you're not confident, if you don't feel good about yourself, I promise you that you're not playing all in. You're not playing all out if you are lacking the confidence in yourself. So we got to stop playing small and we have to be like, not be afraid of taking up space and stop apologizing for it. All right. Now what? (laughs) This is a lot, you guys. And I know I get super passionate and I get like super just like, oh, sometimes I just get in the moment and I can't help myself because I absolutely love talking about this stuff. And I just, I know what it feels like to be in that bad place that I've described in all the examples because those are my examples also. But I also know how good it feels to actually love yourself, to feel good in your skin, to not value yourself based on a number on the scale, to not think you're a bad person because you gained a pound. I know how good that feels and I want it for you. I want it for every woman that I encounter. And it is possible for you. You just have to be ready and willing to take off the wet blanket. And how do you do that? Well, I can help you. (laughs) If you want my help, that's what I do. I help women do this exactly. So if you are really interested in like learning how to do this, learning how I can work with you, if you're going to be a good fit to work with me as well, I want you to sign up for my free masterclass, where I'm going to dive even deeper into the secrets around how to feel irresistible, how to look irresistible, and how to do all of that without relying on another diet. So I want you to sign up for that free masterclass. And as you watch the masterclass, I'm also going to share with you about my, my signature program, which is called Irresistible You. It is a hybrid online slash group coaching program that is designed to do everything that we've talked about. It is designed to help you do all of those things that we just talked about. Because continuing to try to do all of this by yourself, I should have, I should have asked to listed to this one as well, because that's another mindset that we think we can just do it by ourselves. And the truth is, as awesome as you are, we need other people to help keep us accountable and to help support us. So that is linked in the notes. So if that is interesting to you, I want you to sign up. I don't want you to hesitate. There is no obligation to sign up for the class. And you're going to learn even more. And also see if maybe, maybe working with me would be the next best step for you. If it is, great. If it isn't, that's also really great too. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful. I hope you got a couple of nuggets that you could take away and some things that you can start applying. Um, If it was, I would love for you to take just two minutes to go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review because it really helps me to see um, what's working with the podcast. It helps other women to find it. And I would just be very grateful to you if you were able to do that. Be sure to use hashtag IrresistibleYou across social media. Share your selfies, share your wins, share anything that you're doing because I want to see what you guys are up to. And on that note, I will see you in the next one. Stay irresistible.